do your job. Dad like it's your job. Do your job! With Chris Zito. Do your job. He's a dad, a radio host, a father, a speaker, dad, an actor, a dad, a comedian, a dad, a husband, a dad, and, well, a dad. Greetings, faithful listener. It is I, your illustrious host. That's right, illustrious. Welcome to Dad Like It's Your Job. Great episode this week. Talking to a guy who is an expert on being a girl dad. He is a terrific guy, Dr. Christopher Lewis, the second doctor we've had on the pod. Very excited about that. You guys may know uh, Dr. Barry Plummer, who's been on the show a couple of times. Uh, This is Dr. Christopher Lewis, or Chris Lewis, and uh, we get into it a lot about being a girl dad. That's a phrase that's, you know, become popular over the last, I don't know, 10, maybe 15 years, being a girl dad. He is the co-founder of Fathering Together. He has a blog called dadofdivas.com. He's got a Facebook group called Dads with Daughters, and we dig into that. You know what's interesting? I feel like... I mean, I've been a dad a long time, and I feel like it's evolved. Being a dad has even evolved since I first became a father because I've been a dad so long. And I think that these days, fathering boys and girls, it's much less gender-specific than it used to be. And I honestly, I remember when V was still very little, and he was little Vincent back then. And I remember talking to his birth mother, who I was married to back then, and saying, you know, I want to raise him to be a good man, you know, to have integrity, like a man should. A man's word is his bond. And she pointed out to me, she goes, don't you mean a good person? I mean, why? what do you mean raise him to be a good man? And my argument at the time was, well, he's a boy, he's going to grow up to be a man. Of course, that didn't turn out to be true because she's trans, but... um, her point was well made. I look back on that conversation and realize it's really true. I mean, I don't know why I thought, you know, because this was a male child that I was looking at that I needed to focus so much on on integrity. Of course, I want my daughters to have integrity as well. And I want them to be strong and I want them to follow their own gut and their own heart. You know, we I've talked about this a lot on the pod and, and I talk about it in my talk. Parent the kid you've got. Meet them where they are. And so there's some of that in this conversation, and we get into some of the practical things about when you're fathering a daughter and some female stuff comes up that they would normally turn to their mom for, if the mom isn't around, how do you, how do you deal with that? And you deal with it by doing the best you can and facing it. And I think this guy, uh, Dr. Christopher Lewis, He has a strong message for dads of daughters. So here it is. This is my conversation with Dr. Christopher Lewis. Chris Lewis, thanks for doing this. Hey, I appreciate being here. Thanks so much for having me. First, you should know I have a first cousin whose name is Chris Lewis, and uh, he lives in uh, Riverside, California, and he's just a wonderful guy. So right away when I found you, I was like, this guy's got to be a good guy. Chris Lewis, come on. You know, I, I say to people, Lewis is like Smith. Yes. It is a very common last name. Right. But, but you know, all of us that are Chris Lewis's, we're, we're always good guys. 
I mean, you guys should have your own fraternity. Get together like every five years, you know? Um, so why don't I, I want to start with you like I do all my guests. Tell me your dad credentials. How many kids have you got? What have you got? How old are they? All that good stuff. Sure thing. I've got two daughters. So I've got a 19-year-old daughter who's a freshman down at the University of North Carolina. And then I've got a sophomore in high school. Oh, wow. Okay. So one's kind of grown and flown because she's away at school. And then the other one's uh, still... Now, I, I got to tell you, from my experience, because I have I have three daughters. One of them is very grown because I have two rounds of kids. My, my, my firstborn and my son, they're really grown and flown. And... And then I have one that's uh, just turned 23 and another one is a senior in high school. Just She just turned 18. But uh, my experience with teenagers is that they get crazier and crazier and crazier until it peaks at 19. At least that was my experience with the first two daughters. And then, of course, now, you know, one of my daughters is really an adult. So she kind of leveled off. Has that been your experience with your 19-year-old? You know, I think what I would say is that she probably peaked when she was about, I'm going to say 17. 17. And then it started leveling off a little bit. For I us. see. Okay. That, and, and we're in that, that age range now with my second where right. you're in the mix of it and sure. we're dealing with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, and I'm hopeful that it's going to level back off. Of course it will. Of course it will. I mean, so, right now, yeah, it's at 16, 17. You're, so right now you're at maximum eye roll level. Very nice. Yes. Yeah. Very right. much so. Very All right. much so. So you know, I wanted. I was so drawn to you when I when I found you because you know you have daughters and you have that you know that blog Dad of Divas. It sort of made me wonder: Are your girls like really girly girls? Are they divas? I would say no. And actually, okay. the name of so the blog Dad of Divas started back in 2007. Okay. And it started as a way for me to be able to just document my experience as a father. And back then, there really weren't a lot of dads doing that. There no. were a lot of moms, lots sure. of moms that were telling their stories, but mm-hmm. not dads. Right. And it was, I have to give credit where credit's due. My wife came up with the name yeah. because we talked about, okay, what do we want to call it? And she said, well, at that time, she was pregnant with our second daughter and our second daughter. We knew it was going to be a daughter. So she said, well, you're going to be a father of two girls. Why don't you call it Dad of Divas? Well, I love and, it because I love alliteration. I'm obsessed with it. So I, I was drawn and, to that. And, yeah. It, and it just it just ended up staying and, and holding for us. And and. I don't, I, I would say that I've never grown, um, our daughters have never been pushed to be girly girls. They've never, we've never done any of that to um, push them in any certain direction. Right. And I don't, I wouldn't call either of them divas per se. <laughs> okay. I would say, I would say that they each have their own personalities and they are both very independent individuals. Sure. And, but the the name of the blog really fell into the fact that I was a father of daughters and that I try to share perspectives in that sense. Well, and, and that's what I want to talk to you today about. And I, you know, I, I, I love the way you say you were never pushing them to be a certain way because we've talked about that a lot on the pod. I talk about that in my talk, which is the same name as the blog, uh, as the pod, uh, dad, like it's your job. I talk about parenting the kid you get. You know, get to know them and uh, sort of you kind of sort of follow them along. You can't really push them in a certain direction. But, you know, this phrase, it's interesting. You you mentioned 2007. This phrase, girl dad, 
sort of became popular in the mid-2000s. And you see, a lot of times you see videos with dads wearing a tutu, having a tea party. And, you know, it always struck me like, well, that's being a girl dad to that type of girl. If you have a girl that's an athlete, maybe you're up early in the morning, you know, uh, assistant coaching the soccer team, which... I ended up doing briefly. I don't know the first thing about soccer. But, you know, when they're five, there's not a whole lot of coaching. It's more wrangling. So, <laughs> so I mean, does that what, what does that phrase mean to you, girl dad? Does it mean something to you? You know, for me, girl dad has always been um, something that I have tried to internalize because going into being a father, I, I didn't, there wasn't a playbook, you know, and and I was an only child growing up myself, so I didn't have a lot of examples of outside of my own father and how he fathered me. Yeah. I didn't have brothers or sisters to see how that could have been different. So I had to look around myself. And in writing on the blog, in podcasting myself, I, you know, I we had I had a podcast called The Dad Spotlight. I now have one called Dads with Daughters. Mm-hmm. And I learned from all of these conversations. Um, on the blog, there was a there's a whole series called Dads in the Limelight, where I talk to dads about what are they doing, what are they learning, how you know how has this changed, and I think all of those stories have helped to frame how I father. I guess in looking at girl dad for me, I think there's a unique relationship between father and daughter, and I think a lot of it comes back down to the fact that we can try to understand experience that they have as a female, but we'll never truly understand it. Uh, So we have to be engaged. We have to be present. We have to be there for them to empathize and to support the journey that they're on and know that we're not going to completely understand the journey that they're on. And that sometimes will lead in their teenage years to them doing the eye roll or or other things. Sure, sure. I, I love that because you sound like you're very, very open. That's one of the things we have to do as dads is always be open to learning more, learning as we go. And what what you were just talking about brings me to this question of your own relationship with their mom. Because, of course, you know, they're going to one of the things when you, for I've always felt for my daughters watching how I am with their mom is modeling the behavior of what they may look for in a mate. You know, do I treat her with respect? Do I raise my voice? Do I address her a certain way? Do I defer to her when it comes to certain things? I would agree with that. I, I would say that um, not only have I seen that when, in my own perspective, in my own experience, but I would say that many of the men that I have interviewed over the years have said the exact same thing. That part of being a girl dad is how they, how they treat the mother of the of the child, yeah. and whether whether that means that they're still with the mother or not, right? But that they're, you know, it's it's how they treat that woman in their life, and how that and what that shows to their daughters as well, because they want to show their daughters that they are they should get respect in mm-hmm. relationships that they are having and whether, I mean, no matter what the situation is for themselves, that they should expect respect and that they should be looking for respect in that relationship um, outside of finding love and, and other um, aspects within those relationships too. 
But it all does stem back to what they see and how they see you treating others. So uh, now this is a this is such a cliche, but I, I'm wondering the 19 year old that's away at college because I have a 23 year old. She has a boyfriend and she had a boy. She had a steady boyfriend in high school. She dated around a little. Now she's got a steady boyfriend again. And uh, the 18 year old totally single. My, you know, my grown daughter's married. That's a whole different situation. But now for your teenage daughters, if they have boyfriends, how does that go for you? Because I, I always joke because I'm a stand-up also. And I have this whole thing in my act joking about how, you know, if you're the father of a daughter, when, he, when she has a boyfriend, when she's in high school, even if he's a really good kid, you're only going to like him so much. It's kind of a default position. Has that been your experience? And how can I be better at that? <laughs> you know, I, I think that for me, I've always been very open to being willing to accept the people that my daughter has brought home and mm-hmm. has dated per se. Yeah. And outside, of, and I, but I always look to how is this person treating her? Right. And I, you know, her, her, um, my, my, my spouse and I have always been very open with her and trying to talk to her about if we're seeing things that lead us to believe that she is not being respected. Yeah. If, if that person is not treating her well, that we try to have those conversations with her. Now, were they always positive and, <laughs> you know, great conversations? No, right. they weren't. And were they always accepted? No, they weren't. Mm-hmm. And part of growing up is heartbreak and part of it is learning. Um, and, you know, and then there's then there's situations where there's people that you really like. And then... Yeah. Something happens and (laughs) your daughter's heart gets broken and because the other person breaks it off or or vice versa. Sure. And and then there's so so you have to be you have to understand that there's going to be those type of situations, too, where um, where you may really like the guy, but then your your daughter decides (laughs) that. He's gone. He's gone. You know? now, now you. And it's ma- not your. It, it's not your relationship with right. the guy, right? Now, now or, or you, with, the, with the other person. It's it's your daughter's relationship. So you have to be able and willing to compartmentalize in that way and allow for um, to step back and take some perspective as well. Yeah, that's hard because now you you miss the guy, but your daughter doesn't. So there's really nothing you can do. You have to move on, Chris. We all have to move on. <laughs> All right, well, listen, I don't, I don't want to take up too much of your time today, but um, I wanted to get into this thing because, like we say, the girly girl or an athlete or whatever your daughter is into. If she's some, my grown daughter's a scientist, uh, my middle daughter's a historian, the one that's a senior in high school, no idea how that's going to go. But, you know, it's early. But when it comes to things like uh, hair and makeup, uh, bra shopping, you know, she hits puberty. Do they, I mean, you're married. Do they ever come to you for anything? Are you completely on the outside looking in when it comes to this stuff? You know, I've made it very clear to my daughters that I'm happy to support them in any way that I can. There's been many, multiple times and many times where I've had to go and, you know, buy pads and you yeah. know, go to the store and, sure. you know, and, and, and do things to support them in that way. I've had to take them to to the, to the store to get, you know, undergarments and, mm-hmm. and, 
you know, not that I know a lot about them, but um, but I will support them and, and help them in that way. A lot yeah. of times, for, I mean, if they really need help, mom will help too. And and we tag team and partner with that as well. Well, I mean, I, assu- I guess I'm assuming that they're going to go to their mom first. But you're there, you're there, ready to ready to do that if mom is not available. And that's I wanted to make sure we had that part of this conversation for dads listening because a lot of the work I do is with young dads and and new. A lot of the work I do is with younger dads and new dads, and I want to make sure they understand that. You know, even if, sometimes if some of these topics are uncomfortable for both of you, for you and your daughter, it's up to the dad as the adult in that relationship to try to demystify it, make it okay, because sometimes mom's not available. So, you know, you have to just parent. It's not a matter of, well, she's the mom, I'm the dad. We're both her parents. So I think that's important. I want to make sure that we touched on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, and I think that that's important. I think that you have to, you've got to have a partnership in your own uh, marriage. If you are married, if you're divorced, you need to still have a partnership oh, yeah. with the person. Now you may not see eye to eye with that person. You may it may not be a great relationship, but you need to be on the same page and try to parent equally and parent in a similar way. Um, I've heard from many dads that are divorced that you know that sometimes that is a challenge. And I think the more that you can have those conversations with your ex-spouse at that point to make sure that you're on the same page and that your kids are not going against each other, you know, you know, putting you against your spouse or your ex-spouse in that sense is so important too. Um, But it's, it's definitely a partnership. You have to be willing to set aside your fear because there's going to be things you're not going to be comfortable with sure. or that you don't know a lot about, mm-hmm. but you have to be, be kind of roll up your sleeves and be willing to jump right in. hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Before I let you go, is there something else that, cause I, you know, I, I, you know, I know mentioned your dad of divas blog, the dads with daughters, Facebook group. You're the co-founder of fathering together. Is there anything else? Cause listen, I want to make sure that my guests get to plug anything they want to plug or get anything else out that they wanted to mention before I let you go. I appreciate that. Yeah. the So Fathering Together is a 501c3, so fatheringtogether.org. Um, we, it is an organization that works to support fathers from around the world. As a part of that, we do have a few communities. We have a Dads with Daughters by Fathering Together Facebook group, and that has a, about 130,000 members across the world. Wow. And it's all dads with daughters. We have a dads with sons group that is much smaller, but it is mm-hmm. for dads with daughters or not dads with sons. Yeah. Um, and that's dads with sons by fathering together. We do have a podcast that I host every week. That is dads with daughters. Easy to find. And <laughs> it is, it, it is a, we've been having that since 2020. Uh, so every week on Monday, there's a new episode, new episode that drops. So you can definitely listen there. Dadofdivas.com is my personal blog, so you can find me there. I'm, I'm a little bit of everywhere, so yeah. uh, you can find me on all the social media. We have Dad of Divas across all the social media platforms. Feel free to reach out and be happy to talk to you. Well, I appreciate it. Dr. Christopher Lewis, I always look for guests for this pod, men who have put fatherhood at the very top of their pyramid. And uh, because it's one of the things that I encourage all all fathers to do, you know, I always tell them, dad, like it's your job because it is your job when you go off to work 
That's your side hustle. So thanks so much for taking the time to be with me today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So there you go. We dig into it a little bit about being a dad of daughters. And I'll tell you what, smart guy. Smart guy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to be amazed at some of the guys that come on this podcast. But I have to fight my own imposter syndrome, faithful listener. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm into this stuff and having some great conversations. Uh, don't forget, you can uh, find me on ChrisCitoSpeaks.com. That's ChrisCitoSpeaks.com. You can find out all about the talks that I'm giving, that I have given. I've got some testimonials on there. I've got a demo reel on there. Check it out, ChrisZitoSpeaks.com. I would ask you to please subscribe to the pod, download the episode, leave a review for the love of God and all that's holy, leave a review. That's what I'm saying, a review. So, because that'll help us get a little more visibility and reach more people. That's what we're trying to do. Just reach as many people as we can with this. If you know other parents, other dads that could use this episode or this pod, uh, turn them on to it. Pass it along. All right, let's all go on with the rest of our day, shall we? Thanks for listening. Tell your pals.